Big Buck Registries, Big Buck Podcast, episode number 48. The Horny Buck Seed Company with special guest Doug Costrava. Big Buck Registry is a virtual museum of hunting stories. We preserve a piece of Americana by interviewing and recording hunters about their hunts and experiences from across the country. And who knows, maybe we'll learn a thing or two along the way that'll help us take our hunt to the next level. This is Matt Drury with Drury Outdoors, and you're listening to my favorite podcast on iTunes, the Big Buck Registry, Big Buck Podcast. Hey, this is Jay Scott. I don't know if you're into free stuff, but... Doug Castrava from the Horny Buck Seed Company has agreed to give away a Horny Buck Seed Company t-shirt and half an acre of seed to anybody that enters our contest. All you have to do is go to www.bigbuckregistry.com forward slash Horny Buck Seed and uh, fill out the form there and go and like Doug's page over at the Horny Buck Seed Company at Facebook and you'll see a link right in the website link. Again, that's www.bigbuckregistry.com forward slash horny buck seed. Good luck. What's happening? This is Jay Scott from the Big Buck Registry, and I'm here with my good friend Dusty Phillips in Ohio. Dusty, what's happening today? Yo, yo, yo. It's springtime. Springtime. Showtime as well. Um, we've got a great lineup today, Dusty. Awesome, man. I'm, I'm pumped up, jacked up, fired up, revved up, ready to roll. Okay. Let's not, uh, let's not drag this out at all. I just want to get right to the, the details because we're talking farm science today. Oh man, I'm all in on this one. I love it. You're going. This is you. This is this is your kind of niche. You like yeah, this man. kind of stuff. Um, I'm, a, I'm like a big kid. I still like to play in the dirt. You know what better way than right. a food plot? Exactly. Well, we've got Doug from the Horny Buck Seed Company. What a name! Yes. Love the name. Really grabs my attention. And he's going to tell us all about his product, his seeds, his how to do it, the right food plots. Absolutely. It's going to be awesome. And, you know, we're going to learn a lot. Absolutely. All right. Let's get Doug on the phone. Doug, welcome to the Big Buck Registry's Big Buck Podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, we're, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. We have not talked to a seed company yet. Uh, and in particular, uh, we're talking about the Horny Buck Seed Company. And that's your company, yeah, right, Doug? Yes, it is. Yeah, that uh, the, the name usually gets a little bit of an attention. I'll tell you that much right now. But, uh, it's got a lot of attention. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of attention. Yeah, I got a. I actually got to credit my lovely wife Allison for uh, coming up with the name. And when she came up with the name, uh, the, the story a little bit behind it was uh, when we were thinking of a name for our company. And I've been doing this now, food plots, for 16 years. I'm a third generation farmer. I still live on the same farm my grandparents built in 1917. Um, so I grew up growing stuff with my with my family. Um, but uh, when we decided to go out and start this up on our own, I actually started this up with the standpoint of I used to plant food plots, like I said, for years. And some of the major seed companies that were out there at the time, I was buying seed from them. Um, and to find out that I was having some issues with germ issues, uh, old seed basically, and, uh, you know, confronted a couple of them. I said, I'm having some issues, and um, they, you know, basically said, uh, you know, Doug, uh, there's nothing wrong with our seed. You're doing it wrong, and, 
you can't tell a guy who has been uh, planting since he was eight years old that you're doing something wrong. I know how to grow crops. And uh, when you go out to a food plot and you see you only got maybe 50% germination, uh, you know right away that, you know, something's not right. So we started up the company on our own. Um, and basically, I started buying uh, seed from brokers. That, uh, But my main thing was if I was going to buy seed, it had to be quality, fresh seed. That is all I was going to use. And uh, it, it took some work to find the right fit and the right blends. But as we started to blend it together, and I had an old, honestly, an old cement mixer is what I started with, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I kind of we kind of grew since then, no pun intended. But uh, the name ended up coming up, you know. We said we're, a group of guys were sitting around, actually around our kitchen table, and I told the guys that I was going to start doing this, and they're all like, "Well, it's about time, you know. You've been doing this for so long, and what are you going to call the company?" and the, the irony is, is I live on a, on a long, like I said, 160 acre beef farm and our driveway is a half a mile long and at the end of our driveway is a creek and then a creek is called Whiskey Creek. So I was going to call it Whiskey Creek Seeds and my wife birded out, you're nuts. You're not, you've got to come up with something better than that, something catchy. She says, why don't you call it Horny Buck? And I'm like, I'm not <laughs> calling it Horny Buck. Are you kidding me? And the story behind the Horny Buck is honestly due to my wife's nature of, when we go hunting, she'd always be, look at the horns on that bucker. Man, that is one big horny buck. And that's where this all kind of stemmed from. So um, the horny buck thing, I kind of went to bed thinking, no, there's no way. And I got up in the morning and started doing some research on cartoon characters throughout the industry, and I couldn't find anything. And I'm kind of a nut job to begin with uh, as far as being <laughs> a little bit funny and crazy. And yeah. uh, my wife is, too, if you haven't figured that out. And... um I went to my brother, who is a graphic artist. I told him, I said, I'm starting up a seed company, and I, I want to do it on my own. He said, well, it's about time. I said, boy, have I heard that story before? And he said, what are you going to call it? I said, horny buck seed. And he looked at me, and he goes, you're serious, aren't you? I said, as a heart attack. <laughs> and uh, he says, uh, he said, what do you need my help with? I said, I need a, I need a logo. <laughs> right. And uh, I told him what I wanted, and um, I'll be honest with you, after 40 prototypes, uh, horny the buck was created. And... Um, we have tons of fun with it. If I had a dollar for everybody took a picture of my truck while while I'm going down the road, I'll tell you what, it would pay my fuel bill for sure, let me tell you. So, um, but, you know, it, we have fun with it. But uh, at first when we started up the company, I think a lot of people didn't take it serious because they thought we were a spoof or a joke. And just because of the name, but I'll be honest with you, we hooked up with some great, great, great hunters out there who are passionate about growing plots just like I am, and the seed, it was clothing-based at first because nobody knew about us because they weren't growing our stuff, but now it is totally going to roll reversal, and our seed by far outweighs our clothing, and in fact, our seed, we tripled in seed sales last year alone. So, um, it, it, you know, am I blessed? God has truly blessed us, and we have fun doing what we do, but yet we're very, very adamant about what we grow, if that makes sense. That's that's amazing, and and that's that's the story behind Horny the Buck. That's awesome. Yes, that's that's the first time I've ever actually really told it, honestly. So you guys are the first ones to hear it. I told it tongue in cheek to some people, but um, 
I get asked, you know, different questions wherever I go, you know, okay, where to come up? And I said, oh, it's a long story, which it kind of is. <laughs> but, uh, you know. But it's a good one. It's I'm, a good story. It is. It, and it's true. I mean, um, I mean, I ain't, I ain't going to tell you, I'm like the rest of half of America. Um, I was a regional manager for a company based out here in Wisconsin, and uh, my wife worked for me. And the irony of it is that the economy took, you know, went in the dumps. And uh, to make a short story long, our, our company folded that I worked for. So my wife and I, we lost our jobs basically on the same day. And um, wow. like I said, started a generation on a farm. And at the time, I had two young children, and I just didn't want to leave. I had a good farm life growing up, and my wife didn't want to leave either. So we ended up, um, you know, starting up a company on our own. And it's been a struggle. I ain't going to lie to you. Starting right. up a business is very hard work, but, um, you know, I'm an old farmer by trade, so it ain't like, uh, I'm not used to not working, you know, dark to dark, so what do you do, you know, it right. is what it is, right. so, uh, but, you know, like I said, it's, uh, you know, we have been so, so blessed by so many great people out there, and I mean, I've met tons of wonderful people in this industry, and I always feel like I'm the lucky one, you know, I'm the lucky one, even though I struggle, and it's a struggle, trust me, I mean, the competition's tough, and there's some great seed companies out there, and there's so many of them that it's actually flooded, but um, I met some of my best people that I have right now that are actually growing our stuff, like basically sitting there telling them, you try it, you will come back, I guarantee right. it, and 90% of them that I know for a fact that I have actually did that to are my best actually supporters today by far. And we became friends. I'm just meeting at a show and they didn't want nothing to do with me because they were so into what they were growing. And I'm talking people who are, you know, I mean, I'm talking food plot connoisseurs. So I am, you know, they said, how come your stuff germs so good? And I'm like, it's all about the freshness, brother. It's what it's all about. It's all about quality, quality seed. And I don't do, and I could shortcut this seed company in a heartbeat by 30% within a phone call, and I won't do it. I just refuse to do it. I don't, I just don't want to cut corners because I feel like as uh, the minute you start cheapening up something, you're taking away from the public. And I, you know, I've been beat down, and I refuse to do that to, to, to people that actually put faith in what we do, if that makes sense. Right. Uh, Doug, how long has the Horny Buck Seed Company been around? Actually, uh, we started uh, four years ago. Um, this is actually going to be our fourth year. But in all fairness, it's really our third year due to the fact of the matter is it took us a whole year to trademark <laughs> everything. Right. So um, technically, under the Horny Buck Seed name, this will be our fourth year. But uh, as far as seed sales, it's really going to be really only our third year. Um, but, it, you know, I've been, like I said, I've been doing this for plant and food plots for 16 years. I remember when I was, you know, about 18 years old, my very first food plot was a cornfield. I ain't going to kid you. Then I grew pumpkins and I tried carrots. I mean, I tried everything. And back then in the 80s, soybeans weren't even, they non-existent pretty much in Wisconsin. They really, they really weren't. So um, I started growing gardening beans. And, oh, mother nature was that expensive. Um, but I started to do protein tests as I got older with my beef cattle. And I started testing my products that I started producing for the deer. And I found out the more protein you can give them, the better their antler growth. And this all ties into with deer farms. I belong to the Whitetails of Wisconsin, which is the Deer Farm Association here in Wisconsin. I work with some of the deer farmers hand in hand. And I learned so much. 
from what they do. I mean, and, you know, they have a passion for what they do. And with that being said, I can learn what they're eating, what they're getting out of it, what are they taking in, what are they consuming, and at what time are they consuming it. Uh, from the minerals to, you know, the di- different times of year to take the carbs and the sugars. There's there's such a science to it, and people just think, you know, well, yeah, food plots, anybody can grow a food plot. Well, God bless you. If, you. if anybody can do it, then go ahead and try. You know, I mean, I've, but there's a lot of ignorance that goes with it, too. There's a lot of people that think that they know something, and I'm not saying I know everything, but I've been around long enough to know how this works, so to speak, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Now, so you're in Wisconsin, and in order to get seed, you must plant first, right? Or how does how do you get from how do you get the seeds into the bag? How do you get the seeds to begin with? Well, what I ended up doing is I don't grow any of my seeds. Okay. Here's the deal: I bu- I buy all my seed, but I buy it actually I buy it bulk rate, and then I buy it in lots. Um, and we'll, and I'll be honest with you: ninety I would say ninety eight percent of all the seed companies do the same thing I do. Okay. The deal with the seed that we get is one thing about seed: there's everybody is good at what they do. Okay. A seed company that produces seed to grow for the average consumer to grow, they have, they get it basically from different farms where the climate, the temperature, the moisture, the germination, the amount of bees, there is so many things that play into getting a good germination of a seed. Now, mind you, I can't do that here in Wisconsin and get a good germ seed. I could grow seed like crazy. How is it going to produce? I don't know. You know, it's a gamble. Right. I would rather take it from somebody, you know, and I mean, I know what strains of seed that I'm getting. I know what quality of seed I'm getting because it's got to pass their inspection before I buy it. So the moral of the story is 90, like I said, 95, 98% of all the seed companies out there, they don't grow their own stuff. They get it from Oregon. They get it from Texas. They get it from Canada. They get it from, you know, Idaho. They get it from maybe Dakotas. I mean, there's all these different states in, in the nation here that, that grow seed. It's it's the thing of it is, this is back down to a lot of it's the same strains. In fact, a lot of our corn seed that we buy, like the field corn seed that, that, that you know, the, the average farmer is growing, it's not growing even here in the United States. It's growing in South America. People don't know that, but it's true. I mean, you know, I I, I know how it works. Not a lot, a lot of it, but a lot of it is. Okay. And it all has to do with germ and, and you know, it all comes back down to the vigor of the plant. You know, if you've got a good quality seed, you put it in the ground. The thing I'm trying to get, you know, to relate to people is you put so much effort into doing a plot correctly, you're better, you, you got so many things going against you. You got weather, you got weeds, you got, you know, ground types, you got, you know, deer eating it, you got everything going against you. Your best bet to get something going for you is to start out with the best quality seed, start out with the best quality ground prep, do the best weed killing you can, plant it at the right time, and and you still have things against you. So, you know, you've got to try to work with what you can to actually, it's basically a process of elimination to be successful to grow it's, to me, it's all about one thing, growing the groceries. So the more you can grow for them, the better your deer are going to be because your, your deer only get bigger by the amount of protein they take in and how they make it through the winter. Gotcha. Okay. Genes are part of it, but it's them two things that really run it. So you, you, you bring the seeds in from somewhere else, and then you decide what's going to go in your blends and what you're gonna, uh, what's going to be best for the food plots and all that kind of stuff. That's what it, right. Is that about right? What yes, what yes. kind what kind of seeds should I expect to get in um, one of your better blends? 
Um, well, see, our blends are all formulated around two things, variety and protein. Um, you know, and I'll, on, on a majority of our seed blends, that is what I'm trying to, to, to relate. Okay. Um, like our clover blend. It's a multiple amount of clovers in it. But I want variety. Deer-like variety. The more variety you can give them, the more they'll come back to the same plot. I have guys that are like, well, I always want to plant beans. Well, go ahead. That's fine. But you know what? When a deer is sick of beans, they're going to go eat something else. So I learned this honestly from the deer farms. I take and I go to the deer farms and I plant, I started planting blends. I plant chicory and I plant that separate. I plant alfalfa separate. I plant this clover separate. I plant that clover separate. And what I would do is I would protein test some clovers, but I would also let the deer go into that pen to see what they went for. What did they eat? And I'll be honest with you, the more I learned, when the deer would come into the pen, some days they would only eat a certain thing. Hmm. The next day, they would eat something totally different. And you'd be like, really? So what I started to think of is, man, the more blends I can give them with the higher protein, you know, that they can take intake, A, they don't eat as much. B, it's healthier for them. So you sit there and you take those two things, then you've got healthy does, healthy fawns, healthy bucks, bigger racks. Anything you can do to relate, take stress off a of deer, the better off you are. And I mean, right from seed to mineral, you know, deer are lazy. People think, oh, deer like to travel. They have nothing better. They want to go, you know, they want to go for a mile to check out a movie. They're not like us. Deer are lazy. You can keep deer on a 20 acre, you can keep deer in a 20 acre area if you give them food, water, shelter. That's all they need. They don't want them. They won't leave if you, if they can, if you can give them that three things, they will stay there all year. But if they got to start traveling for food sources, or for water sources, or for mineral sources, then you know what? Now you got deer moving to the neighbors, and then you know how that is. And then here comes a vicious circle. Well, I got a buck on my land, and I want to kill it. No, I, got, I want that buck back on my land. Hey, I sh- religiously shoot nice deer on my farm, and my neighbors around me shoot everything. So you know what? Am I doing something right? I think so. You know, gotcha. I, I, you know. I mean, I, I, I got deer that they, they stay here. I, I know them by name. They don't leave, but they got water, mineral, food, and a, sh- and, a and a bedding area. Gotcha. You know, you know. So I mean, that's how that. That's kind of how that works. Um, I can I can feel Dusty stewing over there because he's a he loves talking food plots. And yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going to step in here. When it comes down to Horny Buck Seed Company, do you have a soil program that you offer along with your seed, or is just the seed's the only thing that you do? Do you have a, I'm sorry, uh, I, I missed the first part of that question, I'm sorry. Uh, do you have a uh, soil program along with your seeds that you send out, or you just you just go strictly on seed? No, I, here's what I do. If a guy is really, you know, the rule of thumb when I work with people, you know, when I'm at a show and I, I'm talking with people, the first thing I will do them is give them a soil test kit. And I'll tell them right out, did you test your soil? No. Here you go. Step number one. We cannot grow anything unless we know where your soil pH is at. Um, and that is the very first number one thing. Um, most of the people that email me, I send them out a packet. I work with, I actually got sponsored by a company called EggSource. Um, they are absolutely phenomenal. Um, for $18, you send them them soil test kit in, and they will tell you exactly what you need to grow our stuff. Um, it works absolutely phenomenal. But, I mean, that's a very good question because, you know, I, there's two things that I hear at every show that I've ever go to. And, I mean, and I'm now from Wisconsin, so, and I've been down to Ohio. I've been to Iowa. I've been to all these. They're almost all at the same thing. A, do you got, any, you got anything that grows in sand? And, B, do you got any throwing girl? And that's the two things that I get the most out of. And the first one is I'm like, I'm like, yes, I do, but it depends on when you plant it. And B, everything grows and throw and grow. If you get anything 
out of it. That's, you know, I mean, the throw and grow things are for the guys that it's called a poke and hope, you know. I'm going to throw it down, and in a perfect world, if you get enough rain and everything works great, it, you might get something. But the majority of the things that are in throw and grow, the rule of thumb, are grasses. Annual ryegrass is the number one thing that's in a throw and grow. Well, how many deer, if you're, an, if you're a deer enthusiast and you go sit out in the field and you watch deer, how many deer do you ever see eat grass? Very, very few. They get enough roughage out of the, the alfalfa they eat. They get enough roughage out of the clovers they eat. They don't need that grass for, for roughage. They get enough of that. So, but getting back to your question, you, you do need to get your soil tested. Um, and no matter if you do it to your local co-op, it doesn't matter. I don't care how you do it. But find out where your pH is. I mean, you want that 6365. That's what you're for and it all goes back down to the amount of, of fertilization in that plant in that ground that's gonna and, and get the get that plant that seed a, a good growth and a good base to get it growing. Right, absolutely for sure. When you get into it, do you still like a? I'm just gonna dig a little deeper into what you got going there. Obviously, you're saying that a variety in your food plot it keeps your herd in your area. Do you sell like a strictly soybean or a strictly uh, a field corn? Do you, do you sell just particular bags like that, or is it mostly a variety that the Horny Bucks Seed Company now, sells? Here, here's what I do. Um, I don't sell field corn. I don't sell seed corn. Um, do I plant seed corn? Absolutely, I do. Um, I do for the deer in a plot. I, I, you know, rule of thumb, and I mean, I get it. I get it to, you know, ship it, but I don't sell it um, just due to the fact that a matter of Monsanto and the legal stuff that has to go on with that. And right. I mean, I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, you know, you know, Roundup Ready corn is still for the average deer farmer or the, you know, guy that wants to plant, you know, food plots is the way to go just because Roundup is still by far the easiest way to do weed control. Uh, right, it, right, it is. Right. You know, I mean, so, but I mean, I do put field corn uh, in. I also put soybeans in, um, but I also plant, I have a blend that it's called premium pods. Um, we came out with it last year. Uh, the only downfall to it, it is not Roundup ready. Uh, some of the beans in there are Roundup ready, but not all of them are. So you obviously can't sell it as Roundup ready. Um, but it's got a, it's got a soybean. It's got a snap bean, which is basically a garden bean. And it's got an Austrian winter pea. So I call it premium pods. Um, I tested it last year. It tested over 28% protein. So, um, it's called bringing the protein to the deer. Uh, it works very good. Uh, if you, if you want to sit there and you want, you want antler growth, I usually plant it in the springtime and my deer feed on that basically all summer. Um, I let them free range it. I let them mow it right down and then come first week of August, I rototill it and then I plant my brassicas for the fall to right. grow that. So that's how I usually rotate. Um, I, you know, I don't grow soybeans on my farm here. I grow alfalfa and field corn for my cattle. I don't grow soybeans, but I do grow beans just for the deer. Right. Awesome. Let's get into, let's run through a, a step-by-step for somebody that's interested. Say that, uh, we got somebody that's listening and, and they want to do a food plot with horny seed buck or horny buck seeds. Give us the rundown. Uh, obviously, uh, 
first thing is do a soil test. That that's that's number one priority to to get anything to grow. And, and I'm a supporter of that 100. What if, what if you have limited tillage equipment? Is there a seed that you offer that is for light tillage versus somebody that's got the heavy equipment, field cultivator, plows that can actually get in and make a real solid food plot? Do you right. have a, okay. a, a variety? Just kind of give us a little rundown of somebody that the average hunter with maybe maybe a four wheeler with a pool drag or some kind of harrow or or a garden tiller that they go in and do a half acre plot with tell us something that's pretty simple to put out okay here's uh, here's here's what i here's what i usually do um if if i got a if i got a, a hunter like you're saying that is he's got a four and he's got a lawn roll most most people have that some people have you know a light uh uh, you know, light drag. Some people have light implements, but let's just say hypothetically that all they have is a, a lawn roller. Um, I mean, they, you know, let's just start with that. The, it's going to all come down to one thing we control. Here's one thing that you can do. I got our big racks, our luckle buck, and our sweet frost. Those three blends right there, you can throw and grow them, basically. But you've got to do it at the right time of the year. Now, when I say right time of the year, here's what I'll do. You know, like now being in Wisconsin, our growing season's horrible. We usually get a good killing frost the second week of September, okay? So our, our window is not very big, but I need at least a good 40 to 60 days of good growing weather. So I usually start rule of thumb third week of July, and what I'll do is I'll go like about the fifth. 15th of July and I'll pray with Roundup, okay? I will leave that like a day or two, even when it's still green yet. I will go and I will broadcast the seed. You know, obviously you got to overseed it a little bit just because your ground to seed contact is not going to be that great just because you don't have your ground loose, okay? But then while that grasses and everything are in there, they are killed because when you spray with Roundup, it is dead within three hours. But I also spray, when I do a spraying, I spray the fertilizer with it. We have two different fertilizers. We got ACE and ACE Plus. ACE Plus is a higher nitrogen base. ACE is just a straight one one one. But what's right. nice about them is they're full of microorganisms and bacteria. But what happens with that is when I put the, the chemical or the spray, you know, the, the Roundup with that, the minute that hits them leaves, that fertilizer brings the leaves to life, and it starts sucking the nutrients in along with the poison. So right. it dies just that much faster. So what I will do is I'll spray my fertilizer along with a weed kill. Then I will broadcast the seed, like I said, the next day. Or you can do it in the afternoon if you can but it doesn't matter even you know but you only really need it you know three hours but i sometimes will rototill now this is me rototilling i'll rototill five hours after and i'll plant and i'm done but if no matter how you do it now getting back to the regular layman guy if he can just sit there and do spray it and kill it and then broadcast seed roll it and pack it in with that wet grass or that that grass over the top of it as it's dying that's going to act as a compost and it's going to also help that seed to hold moisture to get it growing. So you will have growth out of it. I had some plots that turned out phenomenal. That sweet frost that I have, that blend, it's an all brassica blend. It's turnips and a, and, a, and a bunch of different rates in it. Uh, that stuff, I can grow that on my driveway with moisture. That stuff grows. I mean, I get customers that come to the warehouse here and they're like, oh, my gosh, your backyard here looks better than my food plots at home. And I'm like, that's just yard sweepings. <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. You know, it just it grows anywhere. But 
I mean, I have hunters that take four-wheelers and do Cheerios, do donuts. That's how they plant it. They broadcast and they go do donuts, you know. Um, it doesn't take much to get, you know, to get ground seed. It's just kind of like cross-seeding if you do that in the springtime. It, but you got to have the moisture there. If you don't have the moisture, nothing's going to grow. I don't care how you do it. Even throw and grow of any type. If you don't have the moisture, it's just not going to grow. So, but those three blends will grow pretty much anywhere as long as you can get it packed even flat onto the ground and you get some rain on it, it'll, it will grow. Right. What, what, what kind of germination percentage should people expect out of the horny buck seeds? Well, I, in all my testing, it's right around, right around 98%. Um, here's, here's a funny story and I can relate it to you because it, it actually baffled me and it actually shocked me at first. Um, I get a call about a month ago from a company, an independent company here out of Wisconsin who did, they did a testing on food plot seed companies throughout the Midwest. And they called me up and they said, Doug, we got some interesting statistics for you. We would like to talk with you. They left me a voicemail actually. So I called them back and I'm like, I said, Hey, I got your message. How can I help you? He said, well, we did a, we did an independent testing on some seeds throughout the mid seed companies throughout the Midwest. And, um, out of 14 seed companies, uh, your germ rate and growth rate was number one. And I said, you know, I mean, I, I, not to be jokingly, I said, all right, what do you want from me? <laughs> because I'm thinking there's got to be a catch, you know. Right. And he said, well, we really don't want nothing from you. Um, he says, um, but we, but the company that I'm actually, we're doing the testing for, has got some questions and they said how can a small company like you want you know can you get your germination rate better than all of these big companies and i says well okay i said i'm I'm, can i ask you one question and he said yeah i said where did you get you know where is this company that you're testing this for because i'm not going to give you out much more than unless i know where this is coming from and they told me it's a company overseas that is basically making a piece of equipment for food plotters here in the united states and they were doing, they want us to do an independence test because they're looking for a seed company that germs and growth rate looks good. So it makes their equipment look good. <laughs> so then I'm like, Oh, okay. So now you got my attention. And I said, well, here's the deal. I says, I'm very picky on the seeds that I put in our blends. It's got to be a hundred percent fresh. It's got to be a hundred percent quality. And I says, otherwise I don't want it. I said, I could buy two year off seed. And I said, I could save 30% and I refuse to do it. That's just, that's just my preference. Um, and I don't add it in to cheapen it up. Um, and the, the, the main, I, there's such a thing as a complaint last year that I had was our stuff came in too thick. And, uh, both of the fellows that called me, one of the guys, um, actually, um, by the time I got him calmed down on the phone, I says, I got to ask you a question. I says, he said, my stuff came in too thick. It's all stunted. It's not going to make it. And I, you know, I'm so upset. And I says, uh, can I ask you a question? I said, you got the container in front of you? He goes, yeah. I says, how big was your pot you planted? He says, well, it was about a half an acre. And I says, what does it say on the container? He said, it plants eight to 10 pounds to the acre. And I said, how much seed do you have left? He said, none. I put it all in. Well, none of it never, you know, no, no, no company that germs that good. I says, well, it just did for you, didn't it, buddy? He said, you mean it's not going to plant it twice as much with this? I'm like, you got to go what it says on the container. If it says eight pounds to the acre, it's planting an acre, not a half an acre. You do not have to oversee this. And then he goes, he, he apologized up and down to me. And the same thing with the other fellow did the same thing. He called me back and he goes, what am I, an idiot? And I'm like, hey, no harm, no foul. I says, you know, it happens. But I says, 
You know, our germ rate is very, very good. Because like I said, it goes back out to you. You have so many things working against you. And you've got to give the best effort that you can possibly do to at least get something for them to eat, period. Yeah, absolutely. You know, great story that uh, over too much seed in one area, as far as, you know, you're sending out a bag or a package or toter of seed that plants an acre, you know, that, that's a great point. If, if you got an acre package and you, and you throw it on a half acre and you've got good quality seed, it all comes up like it's supposed to, germinates 98%, as you're saying. That's uh, that's a strong food plot for failure. Oh, it, it, you know, I mean, and I, like I said, I, I'm kind of humbled sometimes with people on the... I get so many people that call to thank me, and I'm telling you what, that is what drives me because, you know, I get people that send me pictures. I wish I could post them on Facebook just because they just don't want their neighbors to know. <laughs> it's unbelievable, but <laughs> you're like, man, I shot this off of your food plot tonight, man. I thank you so much. It's the first time I ever put in a food plot, and I went to one of your seminars, and you taught me how to do it, and, man, I thank you so much. And, I mean, and you know what? It's just like me shooting that deer. I mean, that's just the way I felt. I felt so honored. And, I mean, I genuinely love to help people. I really do. I mean, I don't, you know, when people come up to me and they're like, hey, Doug, you got a minute? You can talk to me about food plots? Oh, man, I'm all over that. I know my wife sometimes gets a little upset because she's like, man, you can talk food plots forever. And I'm like, it's my passion. This is what I do. You know, I mean, I love this. I love, I genuinely love helping people. That is what I do. So, you know, I can help somebody to be successful. The problem was is when I first started out doing this, there it, it really was just in the in the early stages. It didn't exist. But as a farming background, I knew how to grow stuff, and I knew what worked, and I knew what deer were eating. So I learned a lot. I learned a lot via the hard way, lack of a better word, you know. And and but you know that's how it's trial and error. That's how you learn how to get good things together, you know. Right. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And Doug, has this product or all of your products been tested across the country in each state? For the most part, yes. Um, you know, the, the, the only issue that no matter what we do, and I'm, and I'm learning this too, and I ain't going to lie to you, um, when you get down in the southern states, it's really a struggle just due to the fact of the matter is of the brutal heat and the amount of heat and the lack of rain you get down there. Um, our stuff grows very good from, I mean, and I've had different people grow it from, you know, Oklahoma all the way across to Carolina. Uh, I've had a lot of success. Um, in the places where it didn't obviously do that good, they said it wasn't nothing to do with the seed. They said even their alfalfa fields burnt out. So, I mean, you know, there's certain things you just, you know, I don't care what you do. It gets back down to Mother Nature. You know, our seed is great. Is it going to work there? I, I learned, like, you get down south into Florida, into Georgia, a lot of oats. They grow a lot of oats because, you know what, it's a quick turnaround. It gets green and it's done. Um, but it's something for them to eat. Um, but in the Midwest region, as far as up into Canada, uh, from Kansas, we got guys growing it out in Kansas, um, right on down to, um, actually into, uh, Kentucky and I got Tennessee. Um, and they've been, the people that have grown it have been very happy. I've had several people just, you know, shoot me emails and send me pictures of how stuff came. So it does, you know, does it come good? Yes. But you've got to sit there and you got to, it all comes down to mother nature. I mean, there's, like I said, it's back to no matter where you plant a plot. There's only so much you can do. I mean, uh, last year, you know, Chris Brackett, I mean, I've been helping Chris for a couple of years now, and, and Chris, he's been using our products. In fact, we, I put a blend together for him. And, you know, Chris and I, last year, you know, Illinois had drought haven. It was horrible. 
And I told Chris, you know, he come back from hunting in Canada. He goes, Doug, man, that plot's so terrible. He said, we haven't had rain in 40 days. And I said, Chris, you're going to have to water. I said, I, he goes, you know how much work that is? I said, hey, I'm just being honest. If, if, if God isn't giving it to you, you have to take control and pump. I said, you got ponds there? I said, you know, you're going to have to figure it out. Well, he did, you know, and he always does everything to the extreme. So he went and he did it perfectly. He got a tanker and he got a pop and he did everything. And all of a sudden it was like, he said, Doug, I have never in my life seen stuff grow like this ever. He said, I have never had anything just take off like it is. He said, it is just, it's just, and I think that's what sold him on our scene. He said, as, as stressed out as them plants were, they all came back tenfold for him. He could not believe how big the radishes were. He couldn't believe how big the beets were. You know, and I mean, that's just one of the stories. You know, I mean, it's just, but sometimes, you know, it's, it's Mother Nature ain't helping you. You got to help it along sometimes if you if you really want to be successful, too. Gotcha. What are some of the different blends that we can expect to find at your at your store? Um, well, our number one, probably our number one seller is Big Racks. Um, just because we call that the kitchen sink. It's got basically everything in it. Um, if you're, if you're really, I mean, from clover, alfalfa to chicory to brassicas, I mean, it's got everything in it. Um, the clover blend, if you're really into clovers, I got a multiple amount of clovers and different clovers in there. What I like about the, the clover blend is it's going to germinate, and when it germinates, it's going to all get grown, but it's going to all mature at a different time. So they're always going to have fresh, young, tender plants to eat. You know, and sometimes if it gets flowered out, you're going to have to mow it. But if you got the deer mowing it, then you don't have to. That's right. um, that's, 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 our sweet frost blend is a phenomenal blend. That's uh, basically an all brassica blend. Um, it's your biggest bang for the buck. It's a very cheap seed, but yet it it, it grows tonnage. Um, Dead Zone was our hot seed last year, and I, and I can see at the shows it's going to be even hotter this year. Um, that is a, basically a sugar beet and radish uh, blend. Uh, it's got some kale in it. Um, it is it is a tonnage maker. Um, I grew it on one acre here last year. I took my foil chopper out there in a chopper box, and I foil chopped it because I wanted to see what I had for green value. And I averaged 6.7 ton to the acre um, just off of that. And that wasn't including the bulbs, obviously, and the radishes that were in the ground. So I, I was very, very pleased with that blend. And a lot of the customers that we had, they said this year that's all they're growing. That is a great blend. Um, our Checkmate blend is a very good blend. Um, it's got the, it's a little bit of more of a later blend. It's got the oats and the peas in it, and it's also got some rye and some turnips in it. Um, that there is you you want to plant maybe maybe like about a months, months, and uh, either 30 to like 50 days before you're going to get a frost, more like 30 to 40 days if you can. That's a, that's also an, an excellent, excellent blend. Okay. Um, we also have uh, um, the, the premium pods, which we I talked about earlier. Uh, that's another very good uh, protein. We have the Booyah blend, which is Chris Brackett's blend that we threw together for him. Um, it's a very, very drought-tolerant type of a blend of seed. Um, and it's a, it's a protein maker. That is, he wanted something that was going to push proteins, um, and that one really did, is going to do very, very well. Um, and as far as if you're looking for something as a buffer zone um, and also a bedding area, we have safe zone, which basically can grow anywhere from 6 to 14 feet tall. I got a lot of guys planted on their ins and outs of their deer stand, the longer food plots, so the deer don't bust them when they're leaving and the deer don't bust them on their way in. Um, I have, you know, and it also works as a very, very good bedding area. So, I mean, those are some of the main ones that, you know, we also have the feathered friends, which are 
basically just for, for, for all different bird life um, out there from morning doves to quail to pheasants to turkeys. Mm-hmm. And then we have our horny duck, which I threw together a blend. I got some real diehard duck hunters, and they wanted something that they could grow along the Mississippi and around their ponds on the flyway. And when it's, you know, in the fall time when they're coming back down, migrating down, or even the locals, they have a food source that they can eat some of the millets and, uh, and the sunflower seeds and different things that are there for them and it's in a green sorghum and so, and so forth. Gotcha. Okay, so if I wanted to buy the uh, Booyah blend, the crisp bracket blend, does it also come with a Booyah beard trimmer? <laughs> uh, Chris can take care of that for you, brother. I know he's got a bunch of them. Uh, it's funny, though. I, I got a few of them here, too, though. It's like, yeah, isn't that great? Uh, yeah, we were laughing about that. I, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Andis sent me some. Actually, uh, Andis who owns the Andis company, he grows our stuff. So he sent me some. He sent me some trimmers, and we giggle about it. It's actually it's kind of funny. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. That's, that's actually a good one, though. <laughs> yeah, um, I couldn't help but notice that, that it. Uh, you guys might actually use the same trimmer, so could it could be a yeah, case. No, I wasn't it's, sure. It, it, it's it, it's funny. Hey, there's one thing I didn't touch on um, is mineral. Um, mm. I don't know, a lot of states it's not legal, um, but a lot of states it is. And uh, just for the people out there that are listening, a uh, little FYI, mineral grows bone. Um, and, and I know I don't, I don't think we touched on it at all, but uh, right now mineral has been just flying off the shelf this time of year, uh, especially after this hard winter. Yep. Um, deer are just pounding it to the bejesus, and uh, they need it. Uh, we don't have a lot of salt in our mineral. We don't need it, but... Um, I did a lot of studies on our mineral through the deer farms, and we were, and, and even in the wild, we're averaging between 20 to 40 inches a deer on a mature four and a half year old from shed to shed, from year to year. So, um, mineral is key. People don't realize it that they think, oh, mineral's mineral. I'm going to throw some salt blocks out there. I'm going to throw this out there. Listen, it's a science, and there's a lot of great key uh, mineral companies out there. But I put so much effort and energy into this with the deer farmers and learning, honestly, some of their trade secrets, what they use and how they do it. Um, if there's anything you want, if there's anything that you can do, that, and even if you don't have a food plot and you got farmers around you that are growing beans and corn and alfalfa and you don't need a food plot, and that's, God bless you, I totally get it, but, man, you better have a mineral station out there for them because they will use it. If they need it, they're using it, and 90% of the time, they're needing it. Gotcha. Well, let me let me go down. You, you've talked a lot about your products and, you know, the, the, the whole idea of food plots. Let me break it down to my individual food plot that that I need your help with. Um, just kind of okay. bring it home. I have a, a backyard that's I have about an acre and a quarter. And okay. when I first moved here, there were deer in my yard constantly, um, and they've never left. I've tried to do gardens. I gave up. Um, so I've decided that it should really just become the food plot area for deer because everything I grow out there, it just gets annihilated. But the deer come and mow it down, so I might as well just feed them and f- stop trying to f- grow food for myself. Okay? That being said, okay. the, it's a raised bed with uh, rocks. It's not, not very big. It's uh, It's probably... 30 by 30 at the most. What should I be, what should I be putting in there being in New Hampshire? Um, okay. Well, here, here, here's a little FYI. If, if you have, um, now can I ask you a question? Have you tried any deer repellents? Um, I, not really. No. Okay. Um, 
Well, if you're if you're looking for groceries, um, as far as tonnage, you know your 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 annual the dead zone is going to be great. Your perennials, the, the bigger X or the local bucks, going to be great. Um, if it's in a raised bed, um, with like you're saying, um, I would think any uh, man a limit. The dead zone is going to get you the biggest plant. Um, it's going to get you the, the tallest plant. It's going to get you the most forage. But we do have a product called Outbound. Um, I sell probably more of that sometimes than anything. Okay. Um, uh, I have a lot of people using it. I have a lot of gardeners using it. I have a lot of homeowners using it. It's all organic. You spray it on your plants, and the deer won't eat it for 30 to 60 days. Hmm. Um, it works. I know that's an oxymoron because you're like, wait a minute. I want to grow something for the deer, but you don't, you don't want them to eat it. And I'm like, well, I know that sounds stupid, but it's true. You want them to eat it, but you got to let them, that, them plants get some growth on them right. before they mow it off. So, right. um, I mean, if you want tonnage, uh, you know, the, the dead zone, you can't go wrong with as far as tonnage wise. Okay. And that's an annual, um, you know, your, your perennials, you know, your, you know, the sky's the limit there. You can go with the, the, you know, the bigger X or the dead zone or the booyah blend. Either one of them, they're going to be absolutely fine. Um, because them, them, them three are, are perennial. They'll come right back. But, um, the sweet frost, if you want something and you want tonnage, the sweet frost or the, the dead zone are going to be the ones that are going to do it. Now, if you are worried about the deer eating it too fast, then all you have to do is when it gets about what I call soda can height, mm-hmm. and hopefully you can keep them off of it till then, then I would go in the evening and you just spray this down, spray it down with that, with that, with that outbound in the evening. I don't put it on a direct sun because it's got some cedar oil in it. It's got garlic in it. And that actually basically kind of keeps the, 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 it kind of burns the leaves in direct sunlight. Yep. But, um, but they won't rule a thumb, come touch it for 30 to 60 days. If you don't get rain, it's around 40 to 50 days, sometimes 60. But it depends on the amount of deer. If you got 50 deer and they're hungry, they're, they're eating anything. Yeah, I don't right. care what you put on it. They're eating it. Right. So it's know, usually a pack of like 10 to 15 deer that'll be just around constantly. And, and they might, they'll probably leave that alone. They'll probably will leave that alone. Okay. Um, I mean, I've had, and I've had guys that did studies with it last year. They tried it, and um, um, one of the guys that I did tried it last year on his beans, he ended up buying, uh, I think he bought two five-gallon buckets here about a week ago. He said he had such a good luck with it. Um, and what, what he liked about it is he has Roundup-ready beans, so he just put it in with his glycidophate, and he can kill two birds at one stone. So, um, you know, it works really good as a repellent. But if you're looking for tonnage, um, you ain't going to beat that dead zone for tonnage because if you if it's got good fertile ground and you get enough days on it for growth, it'll get waist high. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That We'll have to talk about that in the near future here. Now, if, if you want to buy something from you, how do you go about it? It's uh, hornybuckseed.com. You can go on there and click on, uh, I believe you go into store or shop. I'm not even quite for sure how it works, but, because okay. uh, I haven't bought, I haven't bought anything on my own. Website, right, right. Well, but, yeah, the, uh, yeah. The own, the, you know, the plumber doesn't fix his own sink, so I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I, mean, I know. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Uh, um, but, uh, I think it's that uh, you shop here or shop online or actually go to products and it'll tell you how to click on them, but, um, all our stuff is, all our stuff is on there. And actually we're adding to it too. I'm going to be adding some new things here coming up, but I'm just waiting for them to come in before okay. I can add them. And our clothing lines on there. Um, I ain't going to lie to you. Our clothing sells, still sells pretty good. I get, I get people that don't even hunt that buy our stuff. Gotcha. So it, it's, it's, 
you know, it, it's great. It's fun. We have fun with it. And uh, I, I'm not complaining. I, I, every time I look at my wife, I always kind of tell her, I thank you. <laughs> you know, gotcha. and so it, it, it works out pretty well. Well, cool. Well, you've made it through four years. So you've gone past that standard two year mark that most businesses uh, will either fold or keep going. So congratulations on that. That's excellent. Um, oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. How much should somebody expect to pay for like, um, a, a five pound bag of seed. Uh, rule of thumb, it's right around thirty five bucks. Okay. Um, you know, plus shipping. I mean, you can do a half an acre. You know, rule of thumb. If, if you're going to sit there and if you, if, you know, I'm talking the whole gamut. I'm talking the, the the food plot. I mean, the the testing of the food plot, the soil, the fertilizer, and the seed. It's still going to be under a hundred bucks. Rule of thumb. Uh, with shipping. So, I mean, you know, I know a lot of guys like in Wisconsin are big baiters. Um, I'm obviously not. Right. Um, so, um, because I found out that, you know, through my studies, that baiting can really screw up your hunting. Um, uh, I, I know a lot of people that they, they disagree with me, but, um, baiting only makes an animal nocturnal. So I, I don't, I'm, I'm, Deer are like beef cattle. They like to graze every four to six hours if they can. They like to eat every four to six. When you put out a 500 pounds of corn, they're eating about every 12 hours or sometimes even, you know, yeah. twice in the dark and you don't see them again. So, I mean, you know, baiting does help in some places because you have no choice, but anytime you can put a food plot in and you're not in there, you're not bringing scent into there, um, you're not there baiting every day, they don't time you. Um, you're back on to bringing them to your level again, if that makes sense. Yeah, I totally agree with that, actually. Yeah, completely agree <laughs> with that. Um, Dusty, any uh, final questions for Doug? Yeah, what, what say uh, you're putting out a bag of your seed. What, what's a general fertilizer that you would standardly tell somebody to throw on? Well, a rule of thumb, um, if there's anything that, you know, if you're just going to go buy granular, I usually tell people rule of thumb either a triple 13 triple 19 and I'd put anywhere from you know 80 to 150 pounds to the acre it depends on you know what you're growing and how you're doing it um if it's more of a uh you know like your 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 brassicas are going to lead a little bit more nitrogen if it's going to be your alfalfas and clover it's going to need more potash and phosphorus so I mean but I mean to the average person that can go to a store and pick up fertilizer, that's usually what, you know, like a feed mill, whatever, that's usually what they carry standard. Triple 10, triple 13, triple 19, that's usually what they have in on stock. Um, and that's what I usually put down. I mean, that's, I'm not, I'll be honest with you, when I first started out, that's what I did. I mean, I, I did it, but I got totally away from the granular just from what I've learned through my experiences what granular does to the soil so for me I that's why I switched over to the liquid and it was a hard sell with me on the liquid it really was because this company that I've been working with now for three years I, I, I thought they were you know dog and pony show I thought you guys are blowing sunshine this is absolute garbage I've never liquid it's garbage it's watered down something and uh but as I learned last year, I put a couple gallons on my corn just to try it with no fertilizer with the planter, and that's all I did was top dressed with that, and I ended up with 120 bushel corn for my deer, and I'll be honest with you, that was the best field I had was for my deer last year, and that was corn on corn. <laughs> so I, I, it sold me right there, I'll tell you that much. 
Yeah, it seems like a, a natural ability of the plants to pull the nutrition out of the ground with like a liquid fertilizer. It, it goes into the soil and it's able to disperse as it's as a natural process. Exactly. It's, it's all about bacteria. Our soil has so many nutrients in it that are basically locked up. Um, that's why we end up having to put lime. What does lime do? It neutralizes the soil to release so it can grow your crops. Um you know, and I learned it too. You know, I used to top dress 200, and I'm talking my normal corn when I grow corn for my cattle. I would top dress with 200 pounds of urea. That's what I did. And I don't know how many farmers do that. But I learned one thing from an old farmer. He said, you ever go in your cornfield and look for worms? And I'm like, well, why would I do that? He said, no, because he said, you ain't going to find any. And I said, why won't I find any? He said, because all that urea you put in there, all that salt, it, 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 it drives them. It, it, it almost kills them. And I'm like, really? And he said, now you go in your alfalfa field and you go dig that up or you don't put your urea down and see how many worms you find. And you know what? I did that. And I was like, I was shocked because he was spot on. And I, and it, then with this liquid, it started to make sense to me. I'm like, oh, duh. You know, so I mean, I've learned some things from being ignorant, um, you know, basically on to do's and not to do's. So, you know, I'm not saying that everything I do works great, um, but I'll tell you right now, I, I, I can put you up with a lot of people that'll sit there and say, man, Doug, you got that to a science. And I'm like, I got it to a science, but I still need Mother Nature to help me. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? All right. Absolutely. Right. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Um, Doug, how can people reach you directly or indirectly if they want to actually ask you some more questions? You know, I tell people emails open all the time, and I ain't gonna lie to you. My phone is open all the time. Okay. Um, I, you know, if, if you need to email me, it's just Doug at hornybuckseed.com, um, or Brian at hornybuckseed.com. Brian's one of our main sales guys. He's been with me from the get go here, and he knows our products up and down too. Um, but I mean, if you go online and you just, you know, basically go info and email us. Rule of thumb, 90% of the time, I'm the one that's getting the emails. So, I mean, I, I, and I genuinely, I tell people, I genuinely want to help you. I really do. Because the problem, and this gets back down to the way the world is going today, customer service today stinks. I ain't going to lie to you. It stinks. I hate calling up any place that I need customer service, and I am talking to somebody who does not speak English. It really gets frustrating, and I'm not I'm not degrading the people, but I'm like, they can't help me, and I can't understand them, and, I, and they can't help me, and I, I, I refuse to be that way. I want to I wanna genuinely help people, but then again, I had, I had a guy call me up one time, and he spoke Spanish, and I couldn't speak Spanish, and I said, uh, can you email? Like, he, he can broken English a little bit email. I said, can you email me? And he looked at, I don't speak Spanish. I'm so sorry. And uh, believe it or not, um, he could, let's say, a translator or whatever, he emailed me and it came across in English. I helped him and he bought seed and he was happy. So I worked out perfect, you know. So, you know, sometimes you run into them culture barriers. But, you know, I'm out to help anybody. I don't care who we are. I, I am... I genuinely do, and I mean, there's sometimes there's some people like they all say there's no way you can help them, and you run into those too. You know what I mean? But I mean, I we're just a small company that's growing, and I love doing what I do. I have a passion for it. I am genuinely here to do what I can do to make your hunting a success, basically. Awesome. So, so when you call Horny Bucks, there ain't uh, push one for English, two for a foreign language. <laughs> yeah, no. no. Yeah, you- <laughs> 
<laughs> You're not going to get that, brother. Rule right of thumb, um, the, the number that's on there is my telephone number. All so right. For right now, anyways. Uh, but I'm taking about 50 to 60 calls a day, and it gets I get a lot of people leaving me messages, and I do call them back. I, and I get people calling me, and they're like, is it 20 bucks seen? I'm like, yes. And it says, all right, can I speak to so they can help me? I said, you're talking to them. And I'm like, who are you talking to? I said, well, you're talking to Doug. And he goes, well, who are you? I own it. No, I ain't talking to the owner. I'm like, you're talking to the owner, brother. What do you need? I can help you. What do you got? And he'd be like, are you serious? I'm really talking to the owner. I said, yes, you are, buddy. What do you need? Yeah, you don't <laughs> you find know, that you these know? days. That's a whole, no. it's very unusual. Yeah. Just going the way of the dodo. I mean, I ain't going to lie to you. Someday, the amount of calls I'm taking right now, it might get to where it's going to go to somebody else that can help them. Because, sure. like I said, I'm getting about 60 phone calls a day right now. And, I, and that's okay. I'm not complaining. Um, but I genuinely have people that call me because they genuinely need help. Right. And I love, I'll help them you know, if I can. Let me, can I give out the phone number that's on the website? Sure. Okay. It's 920-539-1259. There you go. The Horny Buck Seed Company. Doug, it's been a pleasure. Hey, mine also. I hope, uh, I hope I didn't bore you to death, guys. I learned a ton. I learned more about food plots tonight than I've ever known my whole life. And that's great. Oh, that is, that, that, you know what, you guys, you made my night. I love it. I, I just did a seminar for Whitetails of Wisconsin and, uh, and the people, and they're, they're deer farmers. And this is what they do for a living. And they came up to me and they were like, you know, I've learned so much in this hour you talk. I, I thank you so much. And I'm like, man, I, I, I'm so humbled because I said, I, I, you know, I'm just relaying my everyday life thing that I've learned. Uh, you know, I'm not, you know, it's not like I know that much, but I love helping people. I genuinely, genuinely do. Fantastic. But well, thanks for joining us on the Big Buck Registry's Big Buck Podcast. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Well, Dusty, thanks to Doug for sharing all his knowledge about food plots. And I feel like we just scratched the surface on this subject matter. And I know you are into this and you, you hammered Doug pretty good with a lot of hard questions that quite frankly went right over my head. I don't know what the heck you guys are really talking about. Um, it, it, the, there's more, you know, there's more to a food plot than just putting seed out. And I wanted to break that down a little farther than, than just the seed there, you know, a pH level, do a soil test. You know, that, that's, that's your key starting factors. You get into fertilization, what kind of fertilizer it takes to grow the seeds. Right. And then it comes down to putting the seed in the ground and, you know, herbicides broadleaf, just trying to cover the spectra on what you need to do to put a, a nice, mature food plot in that's going to give you the poundage that you need to feed your herd that's cool and we got doug to to agree to give me a a sample pack and i'm going to plant it out in the backyard and i'm going to do a step-by-step time-lapse photography um video periodically type thing to show what a novice can do because i mean i know how to grow a garden um but not not like you guys not like you do in ohio that's that's way beyond my skill set yeah, it just boils down to being around it. Uh, obviously, you can take classes for it. You you could go to class for strawberries if you if you, that's what you want. Oh heck to do. yeah, yep. But uh, you know, food plots are the same way. There is classes at most outdoor shows that you can go and sit down and listen to Doug right. from Horny Buck Seed Company, and he'll kind of help you with answering questions. And I, I like Doug because he relates to the person. You call Doug, he's going to give you an answer to your question. That's and what that I, yes. Customer service nowadays is going down, and I like Doug that he's keeping it strong 
wrong with his yeah. business. I think he's got a good product, and I think that whole he, he's very energetic, and he believes in his product, and he wants to help people. And right. he wasn't he wasn't BSing. You could tell that was resonating through his very soul that he's out there to help everybody have a better time in the woods and make that herd stronger. There's no question. Absolutely. You know, it's not always about growing mega racks. It's about keeping your your herd healthy through the winter and give them the extra poundage that it takes to get through the cold months. Yep. So we're going to do a little class with me as the student, and we're going to do a little step-by-step process with Doug as the expert and see how things come out and see, uh, you know, if, if a novice can do it, so can anybody who's listening, really. Absolutely. You know, and that's going to be a awesome step-by-step procedure to watch and, and maybe, you know, somebody can check it out and learn something from what you're going to do. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. And probably by the end, I'll have more deer running around my backyard than before. Right so, on. That'd be cool. Um, all right, man, how can we get a hold of you at Chubby Tines? Facebook.com forward slash Chubby Tines Outdoors. Send in a picture, shoot a message in with a question. We'll post it up and get an answer for you. We try to help out. No different than the Big Buck Registry. Jay, how can I get with you at the Big Buck Registry? Yeah, very simply. Um, it's BigBuckRegistry.com. And uh, if you want to go to Facebook, it's BigBuckRegistry.com forward slash Facebook. Or Twitter is forward slash Twitter. You can give us a call at 724-613-2825. You can even text a photo to that phone number or call us and leave us a message, give us some feedback. Um, Please go to iTunes and give us a review about this show and let us know what you think. Go to uh, iTunes. There's Go to our website, and you'll see a link for iTunes at the very top. Go to BigBuckRegistry.com. At the top left, you'll see a link for iTunes. Click on that. That'll bring you to the iTunes directory for this show, and you'll see a link for write a review right there. Um, email j at BigBuckRegistry.com. And uh, I think that's a wrap, Dusty. Awesome. You know, make sure you check us out every Saturday at 5 a.m. You just never know what the next podcast will be, and it's getting awesomer and awesomer by the week. Yeah. I just, you know, the, the guest list is is quite extensive and quite impressive. So, and, and for sure, if, if you got something that you think that our listeners would be really interested in, shoot, shoot it in. Let us talk with you about it and see what you got going on. You got a product or an up and comer? Get with us. We're we're interested. Definitely, we want to. We want some feedback from you. Let us know who you want us to talk to, and we'll get them on the show. Um, this is Jay Scott. I'm Dusty Phillips, and this is the Big Buck Registry's Big Buck Podcast. See you next week. Can't wait. Oh,